Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. I'm Dirk, I'm your host, and we are in week 25 of the summer season 2020. Thank you for tuning in and we have uh, Sherry Hansen with us in the program that you will hear in a little bit and she will speak about some of the Virgus history, her family story, um, the impact of her father's uh, engagement to the community and then of course the highlight of that interview will be the Virgus Trail with all its different phases and parts and it's a really really nice community project for you to explore. It's a good 5k walk when it's all done from downtown Virgus um, down to the beach and along a um, um, walk on the water and then right along to Long Lake. So stay tuned for the complete interview with Sherry. And I also want you to go to our website, uh, weekendnow.com. It's a part of the Lake Life Weekend um, environment. And we created finally our map with lots of destinations and places to go to to find in lakes country help us by adding to the map some yeah destinations uh, from areas where you can walk the dog or where you like to go hiking or some things uh, like restaurants check that out and tell us what you think also go to our facebook page we are giving away some swag we have some shirts and little things that we are go giving away to our fans here once in a while. So check that out too. And if you have any other ideas, uh, feel free to email us to hello at lakelifeweekend.com with feedback, critique, ideas, and um, so, such things. Yeah, we're looking forward to hearing from you. And also this week is when our summer magazine is out on the stand. So you can pick it up in Fargo Moorhead at all the Hornbacher locations. And then in Lakes Country, we are distributing it throughout the area at gas stations, hotels, um, grocery stores, restaurants. So keep an eye out if you would like us to send you one. You can subscribe to our mailing list. Um, you can email us or you can um, uh, contact us over Facebook and we will send you a copy in the mail too. So now enjoy our interview with Sherry Hansen about Virgus Trail and have a great weekend ahead. Welcome back to our Lake Life Weekend podcast program. I'm here with Sherry Hansen. Hi, Sherry. Hey, Dirk. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. Thank you for coming. And we are not recording in our traditional camper because it's right. too tight, we thought. So we are sitting um, pretty far away across our ping pong table. Totally um, social distanced. Social distanced, which is uh, the new new. And it's okay. It is okay. It's totally okay. And uh, um, before we deep dive into Virgus and um, you tell a little bit about yourself, Sherry, you have been in our program once before. Um, the, the reason why I invited you is, first of all, most people know I live by Virgus. Virgus is kind of my 
um, home, my elected home. Good place to call home, Dirk. I really <laughs> enjoy Vegas, and I think most people know that. And you have been very, um, what's the right term? Not only involved, but I think um, crucial to the development of the Virgos Trail, as I understand. I'm on the committee. Um, a lot of people are crucial to it. Um, I probably have been the biggest cheerleader, and so maybe you always need one of those on it to make sure that um, it keeps motivated, keep going. Um, right. So maybe maybe that's that's more better. Okay, good. No, <laughs> uh, uh, I appreciate that. Yes, it took more than one person, Definitely. but I know that you have a deep love for Virgus and a deep love for the trail. That's kind of what I meant so yeah right. thank you for correcting me so you don't want to take all the credit okay <laughs> absolutely <good>. not <laughs> no no good um, but I would like to talk to you about Virgus Trail and what it all entails we have a story in our upcoming magazine as well about Virgus and the Virgus Trail which I truly enjoy because Oscar and I are going there often for a walk and Harry uh, is also with me that's kind of our um, walking and um, scenic uh, walk right on the lake of Long Lake. But before we talk about that, um, you are coming from a very uh, known and large family, local. Hansen has multiple I businesses. Am. Yes, you know, in 1933, my grandfather moved um, his family um, from Pelican Rapids to Vergas when um, the hardware store the main hardware store building had gone bankrupt. It was during that time in the 30s, and he recognized that it was, had gone bankrupt. And so he brought his um, wife, my grandma Anna, and my father and his twin brother Rodney, Roger and Rodney, over on a drive and said, you know, I think we can start a hardware store here. And I think um, one of the things that um, is really pertinent to times right now is I remember the story of my grandmother saying, but um, um, Hank, will the German community accept us Norwegians? <laughs> and um, it was a big thing at that time okay. because you had your Germans you, and, and um, they, they um, had created their, their community. And if a Swedish or Norwegian family moved in, it's like um, if um, somebody from a different country moves into one of our, our areas right now. And, and um, I always remember him um, having the confidence and, and going into it and being fully embraced um, by that um, German community and then more Norwegians and Swedes followed from that area and so I think it, there's a lesson in that and um, because we made it you know now when I think of Vergus I, I don't think of anywhere else as home and that could not have happened if he had not been embraced at that time. Interesting. So your grandparents moved 1933 from From Pelican. Pelican Rapids. My grandfather was actually born in Norway and my grandmother was born in Sweden. Mm. And um, when they emigrated over here, um, they, their families um, lived just outside of Pelican Rapids. My grandfather got his experience there in Pelican Rapids through the retail and hardware. And then in 33, they moved to um, Burgess and um, he was Hank, Hank Hansen, and then called Hardware Hank, and so he started the hardware store, Hardware Hank. My dad and his twin brother were eight years old, and that's when they started behind the counter, and um, were working in the hardware store, and um, my dad, you know, continued in the hardware store until he went into politics, and at that time, him and his brother Rodney Hansen split the hardware store, where Rodney went into the plumbing business, and then my father sold the hardware store to um, the present owner now. But um, 
So, so wait, wait, wait. Okay. So that's interesting. Uh, yes. uh, a couple of things before I jump back into the family history. Virgus was already called Virgus because it was once Altona. Correct. It started out as Altona, and the story with that is is that there was another Altona. Mm, and, and the so, mayor got mixed up? And so uh, the train line and the depot stops mm. um, got confusing. And so um, they, 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 Virgus changed their name from Altona. Because uh, there's a suburb in Hamburg, Hamburg-Altona. It's a big main train station to Altona. So it, it, it's very German. So I was always thinking that maybe from Hamburg coming, who sure. knows? And most likely because it was a very, it's very dominant German community, mm. at, especially at that time it was. Yeah. And yes. then your grandfather took over the hardware store. Your dad and his brother Rodney took over the store together. And then your uncle uh, added the plumbing. I mean, this all still exists. Correct. Correct. It also it also exists. exists. And but like you said, a keyword. First of all, you said politics, which I want to go into. Oh, your father being mm -hmm. um, a state senator. He started as a representative senator and then yeah. into public utilities. Yeah, yeah, fascinating, actually. Um, but you also mentioned hardware, Hank. Yes. And that's where I love the entrepreneurial uh, history. So hardware, Hank, the hardware, Hank that we know today that still exists. Isn't um, it a chain? It, 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 um, it wasn't at that time. And um, my, my grandfather took on the hardware Hank. Um, he, he was called Hardware Hank, but he is not the original Hardware Hank chain that we see now. Oh, no. so he happened to, call, happened to be called, called Hank. That and then, and then um, I think it's what you, what you do is you buy into, like um, if you buy into Ace Hardware, if you buy into yep. Hardware Hank. And, and so he did the Hardware Hank. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. So, no, I, I probably would not be in Burgess anymore if I was the heiress of a hardware Hank business. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not, right? <laughs> okay, but like, so now we got that uh, um, uh, decluttered. Decluttered, uh, yes, um, okay. And uh, tell us a little bit more about your dad then. Um, he went to St. Paul? Right, and so he, like I said, he was um, very involved in the community of Burgess, um, the fire department, commercial club, um, Lions Investment Club, and all that. And 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 um, I think those kind of things made him realize that maybe he could make a difference somewhere else. And so when the opportunity came up, he um, ran for um, state representative and went down there and and obviously won that not obviously but obviously because he was and and so he ran the race and he was um elected and went on to um, be a state representative and then he was um from there redistricting um made the opportunity to become a state state senator and then when he um, was no longer um, he didn't run then, but then he was uh, Governor Kui appointed him to public utilities. So you know he was down there, probably 20 years, and where my mom and us kids stayed uh, back in Burgess. I was gonna say, mm -hmm. so he had a, an apartment, like he just had the, and yeah, then he came home. Different different um, places that he would you know stay, and then but um, he would come home every weekend, yeah. work in the hardware store, and then really? it, it just got to be um, too much in the late 70s is when he sold his the hardware store. And um, because he was um, at that time on the public utilities and needed to be down there more. When he retired from that, he came back to Vergas and um, lived here full time and then was mayor of Vergas for like three different terms. Oh, really? Yes. And so, you know, he continued with his public service, but um, 
got a little disillusioned maybe by politics and the way, you know, my dad started in You the, did? No, he did. He did. Because he started in the years, um, the early years in the 60s when um, politicians were still effective. Yeah. Um, um, their voices would be heard a little bit um, more. In the community? In, in um, oh, statewide in maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe statewide. I think he was still heard in the community. But um, I think he, um, his eyes were open to the fact of, um, you know, he was one of many and maybe got a little disillusioned by um, being that one person sometimes that um, you, um, I, always, I always remember growing up hearing um, there was such a disparity between outstate Minnesota and metro Minnesota and, yeah. and trying to um, make a difference. Um, you know, as a family, we have some some great mementos of his speeches. And in fact, during um, the COVID now, when you've had more time to be at home, I've been going through drawers and I've been reading some of those old speeches. And and they're they're maybe pertinent to that time, but they can also be applied to what's going on now too. That just common sense and and you know, looking out for your fellow person and deregulation. He was always about deregulation. Um, you just don't need to. What you're doing in Metro Minnesota just maybe does not pertain to what's going on here in rural Minnesota. And um, he was always a real champion for the for the small town business guy. And having been in small town business is probably why. So you have been influenced with let's maybe call it public service. Definitely. Um, I I don't know why I um, all of my family you know is in, um, interested in it and and definitely have a public servant heart. I think because um, I um, started at such a young age working at the bank and was a public figure there and, um, and a very easy person to be in contact with that um, I probably of, of my siblings, I have four other siblings, um, am, am more into the public service than any of them were. And, and, and it, I think it's just circumstantial and, and because of my job. Yeah, I know that you are on multiple, or you have uh, roles at the community. Yeah. Uh, um, you are engaged in the community club. Burgess Community Club, and then you get into, um, you know, and the Burgess Investors, um, the community right. funds. Um, it, it's, it's gotten to be interesting, you know, as you've gotten, uh, you know, at, at this point right now in my life, and I didn't see it happening so much um, until I, I got to this point of, you know, first my father died, and then Gordon Dahlgren died, and then my uncle Rodney died, Ronnie Goodman, Al, I mean, all these pivotal leaders of the Vergus community. And, um, you know, at, at the passing of each one of them, you recognized the void and, and then you recognized what they um, had contributed to the community. And so then you had different people pick up the slack and, and you know, maybe take this position and, and do this and maybe try to figure out how to continue um, making sure that your community is staying vital and, and staying true to, you know, what, what the founding people wanted with that community. Well, now with all those people passing, you I feel the torch has been passed. To whom? To me, sometimes. Uh -huh, okay, <laughs> I was going to say. Because, and, and not only to me, but I mean, yeah. it, uh, personally, I, I feel that. And, um, and it's, it's given me pause to, to just sit back and realize that I have a huge responsibility. I was just going to say it's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so, and so then you... Um, as I'm sure they did, you wonder, am I up to it? Am I doing the right thing? What is the best thing for the community? But that, that's on my mind 
when I go for a bike ride, I'm looking at the park and saying, are we doing the best that we can be doing here? If not, what, you know, who can I talk to? Um, when, when I look at, um, you know, there, there is not a time where I, do, I drive uptown where I, I remember my father every day, I, he would take his drive through Vergas. I mean, obviously anybody who knows Vergas that takes, you know, just a few minutes. And it didn't dawn on me until I started doing it myself. You know, what he was doing is seeing, okay, what, what, can I do to make sure that things are going good here or or do I notice that this um, this person you know I haven't seen them for a while do I need to talk to them to see if their business is going okay or and and that drive through town just makes you realize that um, you know you have a responsibility and and I guess I I put a call out to anybody who lives in the community of Vergas I hope that they have that same responsibility feeling they maybe don't have the avenues and they maybe don't have the time to be on committees but they certainly have the voice yeah we could apply that to any community but um, yes that's yeah. a it's a wonderful yeah um work um i have called you i think just to your face the in unofficial mayor <laughs> and i don't want to uh, offend uh, mayor harstick no, uh, no at all and not. i mean it in, a, in a grin with a grin but i know that you ha that you're doing a lot as I met you many few years ago already, at least four, and um, I have tried to help you with the Looney Day project here and there Definitely as much have. as I can. But but um, I see how you whip through the community and you have boxes full of records and you're very passionate. I know that I think you have been engaged with the Centennial book. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we looked at that at some point too. So I know for a fact, and I uh, uh, I'm glad to hear that you feel responsible Responsibility, and maybe um, in the future um, you can help keep the community one cohesive. Yeah, yes. but you are shaping future, and like uh, we can only shape future forthgoing. And now I really think it's uh, interesting to dive into the future of Virgus with one of the few boardwalks well, actually I don't know how many boardwalks in Minnesota but my point is we have over a mile of mm -hmm. walkable path from downtown to in the future the boat landing correct so we correct. how many meters <laughs> how many miles and is it one right. point something um, you know I think from the in, the in and out it'll be over three miles over three miles yeah over three miles so the 5k right it's a 5k in Fact: If we were able to have Looney Days this year, we were going to do our 5K down through the boardwalk. Isn't that the, something? Uh, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's I, I want to back up one second oh, though please. when you were talking about um, you know the unofficial mayor, <laughs> because there was always something that my dad told me, and it was like Sherry, it's like you don't have to be the mayor to get things done. You a lot of times can get a lot more done by not being the mayor and just helping and and um point you know giving your opinion um recognizing um and and so he, he um when he was in the legislature i remember him always saying um a lot more bills are written and decided on over a beer and a burger after session is over for the day mm -hmm. and and i think that's true it's just having that communication and um, I think that's one of the nice things about Burgess is being able to um, just go and talk to any of the Connect. council member or, oh. or, the, or the mayor or walk into the 
um, city office and just bounce ideas off and and um, few boundaries. Would, yep. Yeah, and you and you mature as you realize they're not going to do everything that you think is right and and um, and you but you also create um, the ideas and, and things like that. Now, I enjoy the community. I I think they're they're open. Um, of course, they're. Yes, uh, um, a small town, but like, yeah, they have been dynamic and they are growing they are. in a way. And let's uh, let's. How did that idea of a boardwalk? How did that all happen? Well, I the mean, boardwalk, the boardwalk, Dirk, or the whole the, walk. Yeah. I mean, we have Looney Park. Explain right. a little bit the sure. geographics, please. You know, the um, the boardwalk is the part of the third phase. So I'll get into that, but. Um, um, growing up again, I go back to my dad. Um, he always, um, we lived down by a little bit past the loon. And then of course he had the hardware store up on main street and us kids would, you know, run back and forth with our bikes and, and running and walking and stuff uptown. And anybody who's driven that little path, um, through Burgess and that recognizes, um, if you have five kids, you know, walking along, it's a highway, it, it's a highway and mm. it's a highway and, um, the speed limits 40 miles an hour. Yeah, and, I know. And, and so it's not safe. And, um, he was always fearful of that. And he always said, I wish we could just get some kind of a walking path. Um, so that you kids, you know, he, obviously he was thinking of us kids, but, um, and then he would say, wouldn't that be nice to get, you know, kids be able to walk down to the beach and things like that. And so he always kind of talked about it. And, um, and, and, and then just, it was always with like, make sure you're safe when you're coming uptown and that, and it just got dropped. Well, when my um, father passed away in 2005, um, our family um, benefited from just wonderful memorials. And we were sitting around one night as a family and trying to decide how this could benefit the community of Burgess because that's what my dad would have wanted. And it came to us that that's something he always wanted. Well, in our mind, it was like, oh, this will be great. You know, we'll just get this guy that we know with a bulldozer and we'll just do bulldoze a little path easy, along we'll there. Do it. It's going to be so easy, you know, a couple of beers, we'll hand them a, you know, and, and it'll be, it'll be great. And, you know, we can have it done. Um, well, fast forward three years and how many thousands of dollars and permits and retaining walls and DNR and MnDOT and, and, um, and we're talking about the little tart we're talking walkway, about the bikeway, off to what is it highway from, four um yes off of highway um uh, four um from main street Vergas with the with the fence with the wooden past fence the by railroad tracks past the railroad tracks down down in front of the apartment buildings and by assisted living and then where the railing is and then yep. it lands right there at the parking lot of the long lake beach of the beach mm -hmm. yes and so um, that took many um, hundreds of thousand dollars of really? grant money that we were fortunate to get. Um, we had Cal Larson and Bud Nornis working very hard. They were both legislature, legislators at that time and were very supportive of it. And so we got that first phase. You know, in 2007, yes, Right in that. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it started in 2008. We broke ground. And then, so it probably would have been in 2009 when that was completed. Oh, yeah. Okay. So a decade old. Right. And then and the park was already there. The park was already there. The, the city of Vergas was, um, uh, the, the, you know, that was on state highway land. And there's like a hundred year lease on that, mm. that um, the, the city of Vergas just has that. And Vergas is so fortunate to have that natural resource and that park and, and the loon, which of course the there's picnic um, shelters, there's little barbecues, that. there's yes. uh, uh, it's, restrooms it's, even. It's, it's just beautiful. And so 
There's even it a was, harbor. They, 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 you can dock your boat in there. They, they can put their boat in there. It used to be the public water access. I remember oh. as a young person when it was that. And then the, I, the, yeah, it was okay. a smart move by the DNR to move that because uh, it, it got to be too close to traffic for everybody and yeah. it just wasn't safe. But then you recognize, okay, people are, are putting their boats here. And they're walking uptown and getting ice cream. Um, they're walking uptown to have a burger. Um, they're walking from town, and their kids are safely getting down there and being able to swim. And and, and it was and it was. Just I've awesome. seen growing activity in the past years. It has. Uh, um, when I first moved six five years ago, it's my sixth summer, I believe. It 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 seemed fairly empty. I was fairly surprised. Mm -hmm. um, but the past three summers. Every weekend I see, it's not crowded, it's not overcrowded. Right. It's comfortably being used. Right. I love it. And it's nice because we, um, I'm on the park board and we're constantly looking at ways to, we're expanding the beach this year with more sand. Yeah, please, more sand. Um, it's a little hard. We, you know, <laughs> we're, we're unfortunately not going to be able to put the swimming dock in. Um, Why is that? There's a regulation right now that um, Governor Walls has out there for, oh. um, um, it needs a sanitation schedule that... Um, ah. um, even if with the sanitation schedule, they're not um, they're not advising cities to put the docks in. I was thinking that. Um, the, the fishing docks had already gone in, and so there wasn't a choice on that. It's and always in. It's swimming. Isn't it always in in the winter, that fishing nope. dock? No, no, no. They all come. Well, the fishing dock, the pier stays in. Yes, that, yeah. that one's always in. But the other um, oh, slip the... dock, yeah, had already gotten put in for opening fishing. Yeah, I right. see. But the actual swimming dock, um, I just talked to the city council the other day, and they are not going to put that in. I and see. So, and so, um, but, you know, the park board is constantly looking ways to, um, you know, kind of we're looking at how to brush it out more so you can have more access, you know, along there and to the lake in front of the loon maybe and, and back down by some of the picnic shelters. And that is going to just spread it out more for people to maybe just have a, a little picnic down further away, you know, especially when they're asking us to social distance now, it's going to give more opportunity yeah. for that. So then we get into the phase that you're talking about with the boardwalk. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and isn't it beautiful? It looks yeah. awesome. It, um, I, my son um, works for Ottertail County Water Patrol, and um, he, his boss through Ottertail County just came through there not too long ago and commented on it that, you know, this is going to be one of the premier areas um, for people to have that scenic walk yeah. because you can walk the boardwalk. Um, we're, you know, hoping within the next couple of weeks that boardwalk is going to be accessible right now. Yeah, it's um, not connected to the land it's yet. It's not connected. Really. Um, we're waiting for some dirt work to get done on there. Mm -hmm. But from the loon, um, when you walk down by uh, the picnic shelter, there'll be a path mm -hmm. that'll go along there. And then there that will connect to the boardwalk. And then when you come off of the boardwalk on the other end is where you get into that jewel of a walk. Um, the locals remember it as Tin Can Alley. I, it always was called that. Um, we, we're not calling it that anymore, but anybody who knows, um, who grew up here and is, um, yeah, it was called Tin Can Alley. It, it was an abandoned old road that um, people would um, go down and um, they would, they would you know, have their little bonfires and things like that. And oh, really? um, they would take their motorcycles and try to get up the hill, um, the, the big steep hills and yeah. that. And so it was just kind of a gathering place, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't groomed and nothing was, it wasn't, it wasn't maintained. Wild. Yeah, it was a little bit more wild. And so right now, 
it's like you you walk there and it's like you're in a state park it's right next to the highway but you would never know it no um, it has the high steep banks and it's um, just undeveloped and it, and it's going to stay right at that the water's way. edge it, it is just beautiful you see birds down there you see wildlife you um, you have access that you can walk down to the lake and you yeah, know, there's that one little spot where you can even go you, into the lake actually. you can and it's and it's, it's a nice shoreline there picnic down there yes. it's really pretty and so and so then you get to the end of that and um, that alone is a nice walk and then the the final phase will be to go from there and then that would just be a widening of, of Coney Highway 60 um, just some you know maybe extra tar or something like that to get to the actual boat access yeah I was wondering because there is some properties coming there's properties there and we wouldn't want to interfere with that and we would just be on do road right away and um, recognizing that um, with our we got a grant um, to be able to put that boardwalk in um, from the LCCMR which is um, lottery money and oh. um, that the state um, gives out and so um, there was a group of us that went down to um, testify before that committee in the legislature to and we were awarded that grant to be able to finish our board for the boardwalk that is in the water that is that in we the just water right to. now otherwise that wouldn't be there right now we um, we've had awesome awesome support and fundraising from community members on um, memorials I mean that is the only reason we got the grant is because we had already raised a hundred thousand dollars okay locally and locally all locally that we had done that and um, through through the Harry Man 5k run through the um, brick um, planter donations um, just in many many different events Pat Shannon made art pieces for raffles um, okay I, I shouldn't have started because I'm a I, I hesitate as I might be missing something and I, I apologize if I have but the fundraising is um, you know the um, yes my father's memorial money started it out yes we got huge um, donations of memorial money from other families that that you know we just would not have been able to do that with but the you know the twenty thousand dollar gifts and and the fifty dollar gifts have all been what's made that happen and if I may ask is it probably public information so there was a several more hundred thousand dollars that were necessary to complete this project yes. only for the, for right. the boardwalk so it's a true asset to oh to right the, the hundred thousand dollars was locally and then the boardwalk itself and and the the finishing of the trail probably we our grant you know was right in the three hundred thousand dollar range yeah wow what yeah. an investment but it's so much like it's it's a true gift uh, we is. can use it it's is it open year round then? It, it will stay in there year round. Yes. Right. It will, um, you know, they're not going to plow it out or anything. No, no. <laughs> I've always said I want that trail plowed in the winter too, but oh. I, I haven't gotten that far yet. That's <laughs> yeah. on my dream list. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. True, true. Uh, I didn't think about that. But um, it, it is, it's a floating boardwalk. Mm -hmm. um, when we first applied for the grant, it was something that the sentence to serve people were making, and, um, and we had applied and had been granted that they would be able to do that. That's where um, some of our financial things came in that we need, um, ended up needed to do some more fundraising because that program was um, no longer in place when it came time for us to do the boardwalk. So it's a company out of southern Minnesota that um, has done it, and I, we've been very happy with it, how they've come in and, and, 
It was so exciting when the ice was still on to see it be put on there. And it, they put the boardwalk on when it was still ice yeah, over. Yeah, I saw it. And then you could just see, you know, as it was breaking up. And, and it'll it'll stay in there in the winter since it's a floating one. So it will be connected uh, later in June yet to, to yeah. shore? Well, that, that's our hope. Um, we had we had anticipated June 1 that it would all be done. And there was just some delays um, with the contractor that's doing the final dirt work. But um, just talked to him today. And, and Monday he's coming down there and, and oh, really? starting work so okay um some cement pads will go down and then that'll be some connecting and uh i've already seen people out there fishing yeah. on it and me too yeah that's yeah, pretty so, so right now we can go from or oh, pretty soon we can go from downtown uh grab an ice cream cone or whatever um and then walk along the roads past the swimming beach loon and then we will go on to the boardwalk which is also 500 meters mm -hmm. uh, something like that right like uh, 500 yards almost oh yes yeah. yeah and then we are connected to the tin alley or whatever tin yeah, tin yeah okay now we found a term <laughs> to to that beautiful little walk which is almost a kilometer like oh i would think so yeah. yes yeah and so that's already complete pretty much yeah by this summer and then we are uh, how long will it take to be able to go all the way to the public the, access? The, the, the public access um, next year? Um, or 2022? I, that, that's a little aggressive. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, we're a small committee, and so we, yeah, we just have to reorganize. But it is, it, it is in planned. a plan. It's in a plan, mm -hmm. yes. And so it'll it'll require more fundraising because when we finish this, it's gonna we're gonna be at we're our funds will be depleted when okay. we finish this phase. Okay. So it'll just take more fundraising, and then we'll sure. get to that point. Okay. Maybe some talking to the county. You know, if you guys are listening, we need your help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe somebody loves the idea and is listening to this program. Yeah. There you go. Has a bulldozer and a couple of beers. Oh no, no. That wasn't that easy. <laughs> but just think you can do that all safely yeah. with your families, with your young children, and you're not and, and you can do it safely. And I think that's just really important. Yeah. And we see many more kids again with bikes. I see many, yeah. many more people out it is. Uh, walking. It's a, so it's you know, it's it's as a fan uh, for me the sentimental part of it is awesome. You know, my dad would just love it. And 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 the fact that so many of our um, community leaders that have passed, you know, those memorial monies went into that that amount of money you know to raise that and and how happy they would be to see that you know that next generation is is doing something to preserve and keep going what they started and and I think there's a real obligation that we all have to remember that they didn't work all those hours and put all that time and 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 love for their community in there for us to just forget about that we we have an obligation to continue that and 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 I hope people do. Yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah. I think they will. I'm, I think so too. I yeah, mean, Burgess is a unique community, um, but it, it it and it can only stay unique and and special um, by everybody buying into that. Yeah, I still think there's going to be a renaissance for rural America. I've been I saying agree. that, <laughs> and I think I hope that places like Burgess will experience further growth. Um, mm -hmm. I think people are welcome. Um, there is, it's a nice, it's a, it's really a cute place to call home. So it either is. you visit it, you check it out. Uh, um, we have many, we have tourists coming all the time. We do, but it's and also really a spot where you can homestead. It is, a, it is, and and I'm just a huge, you know, buy local promoter, and so. Um, 
you know that that's a whole nother show Derek. <laughs> yeah i think so i think we should uh, d- d- deep dive into yeah, there you go. The building lots and <laughs> and uh, yeah no but i it was very insightful um i i'm glad that we have it i'm glad to hear that we are going to be connected very soon yes and just a little um something we have according to the situation possibly some sort of a loony days coming some sort of a opportunity to get out we're looking at options um you know recognizing that we have to have guidelines in place we have to have safety in place um but with an outdoor festival, um, you know, I will just say that the committee is is trying to come up with ideas, um, recognizing that that we still have to be responsible. Yeah. So uh, check in again. Check in. Um, yeah. Keep keep, uh, keep updated. Watch the yes page. Uh, um, so we may have uh, a day. It's August, huh? It's in August. August. Yeah. If it happens, then we will have opportunity to walk the walk the walk right we were you know <laughs> that was that was our big year we were going to highlight the trail being done <laughs> yeah so yeah stay stay tuned uh, we will definitely share if it's happening and what the program will look like i appreciate very much coming in no thank for you, you for again. having this avenue for me to share it's, yeah it's been great. thank you All right, have, a good one. have a good one too yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh,